Welcome to In All Things. I'm Sierra, and I would love to welcome you into my living room to have real conversations with you about everything from forgiveness and personalities to community and discipleship. So let's imagine we're sitting on my couch and encouraging each other to seek Christ in all things. Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope all of your Christmas planning and preparing has been interwoven with time with your family and friends, and also preparing your heart for what this season represents to us as believers. In the last Advent episode, we went over four reasons that Christ came to earth to save us. Of course, there are many, many reasons. Some we may never comprehend. But today I wanted to talk about four more as we are closely approaching Christmas. The reason that I've chosen to talk about these is because at Christmas time, we can often forget the big picture of the gospel. We remember the birth of Jesus and the miracles that surrounded his coming, which of course is what Christmas is focused on. So it's not a bad thing. But as a result of solely focusing on that, we don't keep in mind why he came and the many miracles in that. We focus on his infancy and can sometimes lose sight of the adult that that infant became and the ministry that he had here on earth. So to kick us off today, let's start with the fact that Jesus came to show us what love really is. Jesus says in the book of John, as the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. This is exactly what he did for us. He showed the greatest love by laying down his life for ours. And he even calls us his friends in saying so. We read in Romans, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if, while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled in him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we can also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. The love of Christ is really one of the most powerful concepts ever. The the sacrifice that he made for us was purely out of love for every single one of us. And if we look in the Old Testament, God's love was primarily shown to the Israelites. They were God's chosen people who he favored throughout the beginning of history. But when God sent his son, Jesus died for everybody, the Jews and the Gentiles. That means that there are no second-class citizens among God's people anymore. He has welcomed all of us as his children of God. So it would be really a disservice to not bring up the love of Christ in one of these Advent episodes. Jesus also came to earth to be the first fruits of the resurrection. Now, if you listened to my last episode, we chatted a little bit about the end times when I explained that Jesus came to defeat Satan. And this one also pertains to the end times in a different way, though. 
There is a belief about the end times that typically fits in the premillennial view, and that belief is the rapture. Now, the word rapture is not found in the Bible, but it is the word that describes the concept that at some point in the end times timeline, Jesus will come back for his church. In 1 Thessalonians, we are told that the Lord will come back with a loud command and the dead in Christ will rise first. And then after that, those of us who are still alive will be caught up in the air with them to meet the Lord. And in the Bible, this can be referred to as a resurrection. Before we continue, I want to point out that not every Christian holds to a premillennial viewpoint. And even those who do not all believe in the rapture. I, however, do hold to both of those beliefs, and I am slowly working towards episodes on this as well, so stay tuned. So all that needed to kind of be said in order to continue explaining that Jesus came to be the first fruits of the resurrection. One of the earliest mentions of the rapture, again, not mentioned by name, is found in the Old Testament in Daniel. Daniel was a prophet, and his book contains a lot of prophecies regarding the last days. And in chapter 12, verses two through three, he says, multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now that those verses are really vague, but when we combine what this says With what we know from the New Testament, we can figure out what's being talked about. Even in the book of John, we see it being referenced. This is when Lazarus died and his sister Martha called on Jesus to heal him. She talks about the resurrection in the last days too, but Jesus also says something really important here. Starting in verse 21 of chapter 11, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come into the world. As Jesus said, he is the resurrection and the life. And his resurrection after his crucifixion is vital to our faith. Paul explains this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God, for we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. But he did not raise him if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. The next one we're going to cover is that Jesus came to make all things new. He came to make us new. Paul encourages us in 1 Corinthians 5 verses 16 through 19. He says, So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we no longer do so. 
Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. To be reconciled with God, those words sound like healing balm for our hearts. When we reflect on the divide that the original sin caused between us and God, the word reconciliation is so sweet to hear. The definition of reconciliation is the restoration of friendly relations. And friendly does not even come close to describing the relationship that was restored. God not only has restored our relationship with him, but he will eventually renew the cursed earth that we live in. We see that at the beginning of Revelation 21, which says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. And then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. I will just keep on saying this. What a day to look forward to. It is so crystal clear when we read those passages in Revelation, what we can see in the actual future that's going to be happening. The last reason that we're going to talk about that Jesus came to earth is that he came to bring mercy. Mercy isn't something that we've talked about yet on the podcast. And to be shown mercy means to be shown forgiveness or compassion when we deserve punishment, which is the epitome of what Christ did for us. The penalty for sin is death, eternal death. And we were shown mercy through Jesus's sacrifice on the cross. When we place our faith in him and accept that free gift of mercy, we will not receive that eternal punishment. In Ephesians 2, Paul says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And speaking of grace, we are going to be kicking off 2023 with a conversation about that the second week of January. So stay tuned for that. But back to mercy, Paul very clearly lays out what God's mercy means for us. We are made alive in Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions, which goes back to that reconciliation that we were just talking about. Peter also talks about the same thing in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. 
Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. And here is another thing that we have to look forward to. And this verse mentioned the hope that we have in Christ. Last Christmas, I did a four mini episode Advent series talking about joy, hope, love, and peace. And they are shorter episodes, so they're easy to go back and listen to, to hear the conversations that we had regarding those specific topics. Um, But regarding this hope that we have, it can be really easy. And I am guilty of this often to be discouraged by the things of this world. We constantly hear devastating news. We can go anywhere and see that our society is just crumbling and going downhill. And it's easy to forget the hope that we have. Because one day, we will all be held accountable. And those of us who have placed our faith in the Lord are reconciled with Him. And that is a wonderful hope to hold on to. So I hope in the coming days, you are reminded of these reasons that Christ came to earth for us. And I hope that you have a wonderful Christmas and a fantastic new year. I have some really great topics planned out and some guests that are scheduled that I'm really excited about for 2023. And this now wraps up my second year of podcasting. So I really appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for the support and Merry Christmas. I'm so glad you tuned in for today's conversation. I hope you are leaving uplifted in your walk with the Lord because that is my prayer for this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at InAllThingsPod, and I would love it if you invited more friends into our conversations. You can also visit my website at InAllThingsPodcast.com. If this episode was encouraging to you, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening platform because it helps the algorithms and it allows InAllThings to be accessible to more people. See you next time.